0: In the dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on with the dark. Wait, no, with the dark, with go the on dark? in the dark. Hi guys. Hi. I'm running on three hours of sleep. I'm diseased. <laughs> <laughs> Disease. I worked um th- uh, thirty hours in two days.
1: And who are you?
0: Oh, my name's Tori.
1: I'm Taylor Shay. Hi guys. <laughs> I- we clearly hi. haven't recorded we have it and-, I- and Tori's doing great. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I I went hi. I'm running on three hours of sleep. It's reminds me of the Trixie yeah. Mattel and Katya. Hi, I'm the the big the big goldie yes. behind the Seven Eleven. Trixie Mattel, exactly. <laughs> and I'm the sore that you think might be herpes. Katya, yeah, <laughs> literally us. So yeah, so uh, I'm on Tori. Here. I'm running on three hours of sleep. I worked thirty hours in two days. I'm exhausted. So, but I'm gonna be twenty-five this week. Whee! Birthday, oh. woo! I'm an I'm a grandmother. I'm an old woman. I'm an old lady, so
1: And I'm Taylor Shea, and last night I got depressed after going to dinner by myself and bought myself cake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you have to include what else did you buy? Booze. (laughs) (laughs) She this bitch got this bitch went and got a pre-made Cosmo. Yes, is they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Pre-made Cosmo and brought it home and got half a cake, half of gay cake. Yep. And brought it home.
1: Yep. I literally got a funfetti sprinkle cake. Yes. And alcohol to sit in our house by myself. At my new all time low, as I watched, I finally caved and watched Bridgerton, which has far less sex scenes than I wanted it to. So <laughs> I,
0: like, I woke up yesterday really after my nap. I woke up after my nap yesterday. I went to her. I was like, You're watching fucking Bridgerton? She goes, Yeah, it's a lot more, a lot less sex than I thought it was gonna be. I was like, yeah, yeah, here's the thing you can go through the entire thing of Bridgerton and literally watch all the sex scenes in an hour. I've done it.
1: Yeah, it's really disappointing because, like, everybody made it out to be, like, this is this, like, steamy show. That no. There was such great sex scenes, which they're fine, but, like... Which they're fine, but yeah, I've seen
0: better sex scenes.
1: Well, like, they're okay. Like, I'm completely in love with the guy from the first season that the majority of the sex scenes were of oh, mm-hmm. because that's my type. Tall, dark, and handsome. Yep, he is beautiful. So mm-hmm. I was totally fine watching him, but... I was expecting more from this show that people are like, it's not appropriate, especially because, like, at my workplace, we have a resident who I think she's absolutely correct. I think this is the best use of her time. Mm -hmm. She lives in a nursing home in a skilled nursing unit, so she literally cannot leave, like, ever Mm -hmm. unless someone takes her somewhere or like her family comes and takes her places so she's there all the time all she does is watch netflix in the shared living room in front of everybody she keeps getting yelled at because she picks stuff that they say is inappropriate because everything needs to be like pg or pg-13 why i don't know because they're all adults hello this is a retirement home. Everybody the youngest person there is like 79. Mm-hmm. Why can she not do whatever she wants? But apparently she got banned from TV watching a, like a year ago or whatever for watching Bridgerton and they were like there was too many sexy and so I was like, oh well then maybe this show's like extra spicy. Mm, no nah. no, it's just it's just Jane Austen and sometimes every three episodes you get to see a really good looking guy's butt. <laughs> so that's about it. Oh god, yeah. yeah. And
0: I'm just rewatching. I'm not rewatching. I'm watching Grey's Anatomy because I have stopped it. I'm d- I'm doing that thing where I just watch Grey's Anatomy like four episodes at a time.
1: You're gonna try to finish. You're gonna yes. try to go. Oh, good for you.
0: Like I <laughs> stopped watching halfway through the COVID season because I watched it. It came out in 2021. And I was like, I'm still freaked out about COVID. I don't want to watch something about COVID, so I didn't watch it. Yeah. But it's actually pretty fucking good. All There's right. a lot of. Uh, pretty attractive especially in the later season the season i'm on there was a there's a guy there you would really really like winston and dugu his name is that's his name he is very (laughs) handsome and that's me saying that as a queer person like very handsome
1: all right then i'll try to look it up because like let
0: me try to find a picture of him good yeah
1: i stopped watching Grays because i tried to finally kind of get through it and everybody always says like oh they left when like or they stopped watching when christina left or they Mm -hmm. stopped left uh, watching when mcdreamy dies or like shit like that (laughs) I stopped watching after Burke left because I stopped having someone that I was attracted to. Oh, yes. Okay. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, she just showed me a picture of who she's talking about.
0: On Anthony, the show. Anthony I, Hill. Yeah. And he has a very nice voice, too. so looking man he's a good looking guy so anyway so yes we're (laughs) um we haven't recorded in a hot minute but we're kind of here where i'm doing very well actually no i lied let me let me rephrase i'm doing i lied (laughs) lied. i'm not doing well (laughs) i lied i'm okay i'm okay let me put this i'm happy in a lot of aspects of my life stuff is going very well for me despite being broken up with a month like a month and a half ago however
1: despite all of my everything about me (laughs)
0: Despite um, me being Tory, Tory, I almost said my last name on the podcast. Despite Despite me being
1: Tory and being diseased and and finding out I have, I possibly have more diseases to add to my disease. Oh yeah,
0: let's fucking no, let's fucking talk about that shit, bro. Okay, so first of all, I'm (laughs) someone who does not have a regular period, and I don't give a fuck. Guess what? We're two fucking nobody wants to. We're, We're two afab people on a podcast. We're gonna talk about periods. Fuck it. Yeah. I have not had a regular period my entire life. Like, it's always been, like, never... It's always been, like, every month, but it's never been, like, mm-hmm. the same day. It's always been, okay. like, throughout the... Yeah. Like, whatever. I was also on birth control for five years, so, like, that also, like, was a big... Like, yeah. fuck me up. Anyway. So, last month... So, I got my period in May, and then... I love how we're oversharing. I love I don't how, don't like, the, <laughs> we're talking like we've talked about our UTIs. I have endo-
1: yeah i have endometriosis and literally at one point i had such a bad uti that i think like when we were trying to record i had to stop like, yeah every two minutes to go
0: piss yeah yeah so i didn't get a period in june didn't get a period in july and i'm or t- it's end of july it's july yeah. 30th yeah. i'm spotting and that's it i'm not actually a period remember i, th- I, th- I th- yeah. thought no i'm just spotting okay so i was talking to my brother's girlfriend shout out taylor um and she was like asked me a bunch of questions and she's like hey bud i think you might have pcos and i'm like <laughs> You great. know what's great? Let's add another fucking acronym to all the ones I already. Ha- Sorry, headphone users. Exactly. But like all, all the I ones already I already, already have,
1: have: ADHD, depression, anxiety, <laughs> anxiety PTSD, PTSD,
0: OCD. Let's add PCOS to that shit. Because you know what? My brain's not oh fucked up God. enough.
1: You know how like there are those annoying people who like on their business card put every last <gasps> degree they have. Stop ever had it! I'm gonna make a, make business, a business card. It's gonna, gonna say Tori, my last
0: name. It's gonna say ADHD, PTSD, MDD. It's gonna say. <laughs> PCOS OCD it's gonna say all of those and yes. then at the very end it's gonna say BCJ bachelors of criminal justice <laughs> beautiful <laughs> gonna include that I'll put a home I'll put ACJ and then BCJ huh. associates of criminal justice and bachelors of criminal justice they're like but wait what I thought an ones?
1: associate takes four years to do how do you have a bachelor's and an associate's um at your act- age
0: action <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, you're gonna know who this is about yeah. and you know what Fuck you, <laughs> not to Aaron. Fuck you to that guy. Fuck <laughs> you. Listen, go suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, because associates are harder than a. Because you know, even Aaron yes. said getting a graduate degree when it she have two yeah. kids and married and has a household I was know. a lot easier than your associates.
1: Yeah, and an associates takes four years or more to get, right? Yeah, because that's the you highest have to stop four thousand times, and you need to change your major at least five. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, we're pa- we're we're at the point
0: now where I'm because being petty because I've moved on. <laughs> I'm cranky. Like, we're still pissed about it. Like we've moved. I yeah. moved on, but I'm still pissed about it. Yeah. As my person I'm currently dating said, "Fuck that bastard. Mm-hmm. Fuck that rat bastard. <laughs> Fucking rat looking ass bitch." Anyway, <laughs> so um, now that we're done talking about all of my diseases and all of my yes. issues and the lack of sex scenes in Bridgerton, um, yeah. what are we talking about today?
1: So we are going to talk about. Domestic violence.
0: Oh wow, shocker! Which, like I said before, I know if yeah. y'all noticed, we mentioned it before. We are yes, starting to kind of pivot to more yes. of a DV lens, and really
1: want to. I really want to start focusing in the next two cases that I'm going to be working on. We are going to be talking about grooming and mm-hmm. like me too, how gender plays a role in crime mm-hmm. and things like that. So like, I do want to talk about like big social issues. This is a this case i particularly wanted to talk about because i wanted to talk about repeat offenders and especially in terms of abusers a lot of people and especially i myself i think i've one time tried to fall into the trap of like i think one of the many parts or facets of the victim blaming culture and victim blaming conversations that always exist is somehow It always – everything is always turned into, like, that it's somehow the victim's fault. Or, like, oh, you brought out the worst in your abuser. Mm -hmm. That's why your abuser was worse to you than anybody Mm -hmm. else. Or, like, they're not a bad guy. You You just made them a bad guy. Like, maybe
0: if you hadn't, like, said X, Y, and Z, you wouldn't have gotten hit. Exactly. Which, once again, we can talk about, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Proportional violence mm,
1: Yes And that there's never A reason for it And like literally Nothing the per- You do As a person Will ever deserve That kind of violence So for this I think this is A perfect example Of no Perhaps it's just Someone has this pattern mm-hmm. And that if you don't Stop this person They are going to Continue mm-hmm. with this pattern
0: Yeah and I've seen this A lot in mm-hmm. um In the job that I'm in Tell your yes, cat I said about- Tell your cat I said <laughs> sp- 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 um, like, oh, Nudie just looked. <laughs> um so like I've seen this a lot in my specific in the in the field. Obviously, the field that I'm in, the victim services field, but also in the in the in the nonprofit I'm in right now. We have actually had multiple people who have been in the safe house program in the year and a half that i've been there yeah. with the same abuser
1: oh and i've worked it's... on cases like yes. that i was helping someone when i lived in new york get a protection from or they don't call it a protection from abuse order they call it an order of protection so an mm-hmm. OOP there so i was trying to help someone get an order of protection and they were literally talking to me about how like they their abuser had children with another person. And for many years in their abusive relationship, she did not know that he was cheating on her mm. with the mother of his other children, but that he was being abusive to her. Mm-hmm. So for a bit, vi- like, she was a very kind person and kept letting the mm. child from the previous relationship come over to her house mm-hmm. all the time and was always very kind to this child, which is the way you should be. Mm-hmm. Again, looking at the person who tried to excuse Hannah mm-hmm. Landon uh, murdering a child. Mm-hmm. Side anyway. note. But mm-hmm. anyway... But, like, this person literally sat there and then when they finally, like, because he always made it out to be to her that they the the, the other person mm-hmm. was crazy or abusive or, like, the relationship didn't work out because mm-hmm. of the mother rather than him being abusive and that he was continuing to be abusive to both of them. Mm-hmm. And they actually ended up becoming, like, really good supporters of mm-hmm. each other and being good support systems for each other when um, my client was finally trying to get their order of protection, mm-hmm. which was she didn't realize that it's like it's not just me i thought mm-hmm. it was me that i was bringing out the worst well, in this person and it's, it's yeah. such a cyclical thing and even
0: in mm-hmm. my abusive relationships everyone that i ever dated who was abusive was always like oh well that person like my my yeah. one abuser mm-hmm. the one who lives yeah. in the same county we live in mm-hmm. like she would always be like oh my ex is crazy she cheated on me this yep. that and the other turns out that ex that i that was abusive mm-hmm. to me. She yeah. cheated on her ex with me.
1: I was un uh, was unknown to me. Yeah. And then she cheated on me with another person. So like it's yeah. a fucking cycle. I Ab- got cheated on by my abuser so many times. Yes. Um whenever I would catch him, he would make me out to be the one that mm-hmm. was crazy or and that I or what was even better was like after or when he still kind of was cheating and like whenever i would catch him like flirting with other people or things like that that like, he'd make me out to be this like jealous crazy mm-hmm. person and it's like it i was way more jealous than i ever have been in any other mm-hmm. situation like me as a grown adult who's You're like not a healed person no i literally do not care like any person Mm -hmm. who has dated me in adult relationships knows i do not care who you're friends Mm -hmm. with no i do not care what you do like it does not bother me Mm -hmm. if you have friends that are of the gender that you're attracted to do not care Mm -hmm. i literally do not care like one of my best friends is a man like Mm -hmm. i call him all the time and Mm -hmm. talk to him about things if any person who is dating me is jealous Mm -hmm. or annoyed by that like i just walk away i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't deal with these kinds of nonsense but I was very jealous when I was mm-hmm. with my abuser because they it, they put me in this place where yep. I still felt I felt lied to. I was mm-hmm. constantly being invalid or invalidated and gaslit into pretending mm-hmm. like it wasn't happening as well as like one of the things that I love that my abuser did that he would compare me to the people he would cheat on me with mm-hmm. and then tell me that I wasn't as good as mm-hmm. the people he was cheating on me with. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so like all, that. all of this to say like, I feel mm-hmm. like people will – There's, I think, I think I brought it before. It's easier mm-hmm. to think that good people do bad things than bad people do good things. Yes. Right? And so I think that's a big thing to talk about, especially mm-hmm. in DV cases, because mm-hmm. I feel like I've had a lot of people who come into the shelter program, or even just call the hotline yeah. for, like, supportive listening for, for emotional counseling, that type of stuff, where they'll be like, oh, well, he – you know, he had a good day yesterday. Like, I talked to a woman last night at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm coming back from work. I'm just kind of feeling – I'm moving out soon. Like, I feel bad about it. Like, he had a really good day yesterday. He was really good with our, like, six-month-old daughter. And I'm like, yes – but he's still yeah. a bad person. Like, mm-hmm. a bad person can still do good things. Yeah. Like, people... I mean, for fuck's sake. Like, look at half the serial killers. They were fucking... Look at fucking Ted Bundy. Yeah. One of the worst of the fucking worst. And he had a relationship. Yes. He eventually had he a kid. He used to
1: work at a suicide prevention exactly. hotline.
0: Like, like could- for fuck's sake. Like, and yeah. obviously John Wayne Gacy would do this for different reasons. But yeah. he was... He went to kids' birthday parties to, to... You know, obviously it was a different thing. But, like, yeah. you know, e- like, there are... Like Den- like Dennis Rader mm-hmm. or B- this BTK, yeah, BTK right? Like yeah. he had a whole ass fucking family. Like yeah. there are bad people who do good things. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to say that good people do yeah. bad things because you slip up. No, bad people can do good things. I think that's yes. something that is very and important to recognize. Bad in people relationships.
1: can do good things because they know it makes them look better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: I I, I want to. I know yes. we haven't really. We kind of went on a tangent, but I want to yes. very heavily talk about that because I feel like that's something mm-hmm. that is very important in dating relationships, this, especially with that repeat actually offenders.
1: Does play a part in this mm-hmm. case later on so today we're going to talk about the murder of Gail Katz Barenbaum. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the Barenbaum mm-hmm. part correctly but also that was the shithead's last name that wasn't mm. her maiden yeah. name so I don't care if I yeah, pronounced it correctly <clears throat> sorry but so Gail Katz was a beautiful woman that her friends and sister were inseparable from she was a free spirit that had a hard time with structure, and early on in her adulthood had dropped out of college after a failed relationship with a musician that she had had. Um, she basically made her life around his band, mm-hmm. and when the relationship failed, mm-hmm. it kind of completely destroyed her sense of self. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So her sister, Elaine, said that growing up, Gail was someone who never thought that she was good enough, which led to depression. She says that her sister didn't know how great she already was and spent most of her early adulthood struggling with Mm self-worth. At one time, she had struggled with feelings of suicide and had been hospitalized for a suicidal attempt. Mm -hmm. Elaine speaks of this time as a cry for help from Gail. Mm -hmm. So I say all of this because I want you to know and understand the place that Gail mentally was in Mm -hmm. when she met Mm -hmm. Dr. or Robert Barenbaum. So Mm -hmm. but not long after this, when Gail brought home Robert Barenbaum, her parents, Manny and Sylvia, were over the moon. Mm -hmm. They thought that all of their problem of all of her problems involving all of these things would just go away. So Gail even told her parents that she was absolutely head over heels with him as he was very adventurous. Mm -hmm. So on their first date, he took her flying and showed her all of the sights of New York City. Oh, wow. To them, all was well. She was going to marry a Jewish New York City plastic surgeon Mm -hmm. who was a licensed pilot, spoke five languages, and was described as a certified genius. Oh, shit. So although Robert was a bit socially awkward, her parents were smitten with this pairing. Mm -hmm. Because in their mind... Their daughter, who had been unstable for a very long time, or who was really struggling in adulthood to find mm-hmm. her footing, had found someone that basically was on paper everything that a parent a- yeah. during, especially the 19, or the early 1970s, oh, yeah. this is what they'd want for their child. Well, because
0: it's still of the age of, like, you're still, yeah. still, even though it's getting to the 70s, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of more free spirit, and obviously mm-hmm. Gail, right? Yes. Gail was obviously a very free spirit, kind of, you know, living mm-hmm. the most living very much on how you would in the 60s and 70s i feel like it's also you know you still have those parents who were raised in the 40s and 50s where you know the housewife and so he Mm -hmm. is a doctor he speaks five languages he's you know Mm -hmm. a a jack of all trades like she can stay home and be a stay at home mom and have that white picket fence two and a half kids and a dog exactly you know what i mean
1: so they taming her almost i feel like so this is basically like what her parents were hoping for for Mm -hmm. her and thinking that this was the picture of stability Mm -hmm. however as we all know Things are not always as they seem. Mm -hmm. So, however, they didn't know that their other daughter, Elaine, had had many reservations about Robert and was very uneasy about this man dating her sister. Mm -hmm. So she describes that early on in the relationship, er, Elaine had gone on a double date with them and watched at the restaurant. Bob literally shoved food into her sister's mouth and attempted to do the same for her. She described the experience as controlling and odd. She'd watch him pick up the chopsticks and tried to feed Gail and would move her hand anytime she would attempt to feed herself.
0: What the fuck?
1: Yep. So literally, this is, I hate. This that. is like one of the first times Elaine is genuinely meeting her sister's new boyfriend. They're at a sushi restaurant, and he is literally feeding her sister That's and so won't allow her to feed weird, herself. Dude. And then to make it even a weirder of a boundary issue. This is one of the very first encounters her sister is having with this with this man. And he decides, oh yeah, you're my new girlfriend's sister. I'm gonna try to feed you. That's so weird. fucking
0: weird. Hello? So weird.
1: As a younger sibling who has met several many of my siblings' potential partners. I'll be honest, depending on the sibling, I'm usually, like, a huge bitch. <laughs> Actually, never mind. <laughs> I'm a huge it. bitch to every one of my <laughs> when my siblings bring them home. It's just the degree of bitchiness. Mm-hmm. You just got to turn up the dial a little bit. Exactly. Like with my younger brother any person he brings home i'm the biggest fucking asshole too.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> rightfully so yeah like i was too I, honestly yeah. i I want to know what my, my brother's girlfriend they've been together for over mm-hmm. four and a half years now i want to know what she thought of me when we first met because yeah he had just come out of like a long-term mm-hmm. relationship and i was like if you fucking hurt him yeah. you're fucking dead, dead bitch you're dead so um, like <laughs> oh, i yeah. get it
1: like mm-hmm. my brother's late partner I know that she had said, like, when she first met me, she was like, You were really intense and, mm-hmm. like, really, like, terrifying. She was mm-hmm. like, I thought you hated me just, like, for breathing. And I was like, Yeah, I kind of did. Cause, like, I don't know. Like, me and my brother are two halves of the whole idiot. Yes,
0: you are. And, and I've never met him. And I, yes. I'm
1: terribly overprotective of him because mm-hmm. he has had so many bad relationships mm-hmm. and gets so very taken advantage of, and that he. He's the type of person who would literally give the shirt off his back for people and people don't do the same for Mm -hmm. him. So even in friendships, he gets Mm -hmm. used. So like, I came into it being a huge bitch. (laughs) Love it. Huge bitch. But so this is literally the weirdest fucking experience to think of Mm -hmm. as a younger sibling being like, I don't like how this guy's acting with my sister. And then all of a sudden starts to try to control and be weird to me at dinner. I'm like, you need boundaries, sir. Fuck that shit, I'm out. Yep. Like She basically like, she saw the red flags waving being like, boundaries i don't have them well
0: like, felt oh, great boundaries what are those that's a what b are those? Word. that's a b word i don't know
1: <laughs> i am know bitch though
0: because <laughs> guess what i'm a little bitch, bitch. i know what boundaries are
1: <laughs> basically that's how bob is here
0: bob. bob bob a little bitch who don't know no boundaries
1: nope.
0: <laughs> i love no. it anyway
1: so but the red flags and upsetting behavior didn't stop there so gail's own longtime friend denise castenbaum I'm pretty sure I probably said that wrong. Casting. I'm very sorry. There's a
0: lot of bomb names in here.
1: Yes, I think this is a very Jewish it's, community. I was gonna
0: say, are they? Where are they located? New York City. Makes sense because I know yep. my yep. ex, like he lived on Long Island, mm-hmm. and um, or I'm gonna say this, lived in Long Island because he always fucking gave me shit for that. Fuck you. Um, lived in Long Island it's and. On. I don't give a shit, but I'd say in because it pissed him off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he, he. I know there's a very high population of Jewish community and yeah. like, especially mm-hmm. like Long Island, Manhattan, mm-hmm. like Brooklyn, like yeah. that's a very high mm-hmm. Jewish area. Yeah. So I kind of figure once you said, once you yeah. said New York and you said another bomb name, I was like, mm, Jewish. Anyway. Yes.
1: So, Um, Denise had even had alarm bells go off when she had noticed how controlling Bob would be. Mm -hmm. She recalled that Gail couldn't even get up to go to the restroom without being questioned by him and asking things like, how long will you be or when will you be back?
0: First of all, I never... Mm-hmm. i will never ask someone how long it takes because i know myself i take monster shits and i sit on tiktok mm-hmm. for hours so like i know there have been times where i'm like i'm gonna go to the yeah. bathroom and i'll like you'll pause a movie for me and i'm like oh fuck she's yeah. sit there for 20 fucking minutes
1: well i can like, also watch tiktok it's not well, like we, i don't we have the watch, have the, ones I, the, watch yeah. the ones
0: i send you yeah because i'm on the fucking shit and then i
1: know I'll be like oh yeah it's <laughs> gonna be oh yeah they're
0: shitting that definitely shitting
1: yeah but like But <laughs> it's so weird be like you can't even just let someone go to the bathroom who cares no I, no, no, no
0: I understand like getting up from a dinner and walking especially yeah. with a significant other especially if it's a newer significant yeah. other and being like hey I'm running to the bathroom real quick just letting them know like yeah. hey I'll be right back because even as a friends yeah. like even when we're just sitting and hanging out yeah. like if we're doing something or eating dinner and I just like up and leave the room it's kind of like what the fuck are you, What are you doing? what are you doing yeah like what the fuck so I get like being like oh I gotta go to the yeah. bathroom but like don't yeah. question how, like if like the only time yeah. i feel like it's acceptable to be like when are you gonna be back is if it's like a time urgent thing yeah like we gotta leave we gotta yeah, go, go right, right, right now. now like and be like all right when are you getting back because it's like yeah, we gotta no. fucking go but like if you're just eating dinner yes. come on don't be exactly
1: like and this is in front of other people yeah no. being like how long will you be when are you gonna come back from I'm the bathroom so codependent. when i'm done i need you yeah i'd be like you can't go to the bathroom what do you mean be like I'm going to the what do you mean when will I be back? It's the bathroom. I'll be mm. back when I'm done. Mm, exactly. I don't fucking know. There's no time. Sorry, I
0: it. have let me put my five minute timer yeah. on my fucking my fucking shitter. Yeah. And hopefully it's done by five minutes.
1: I, I timed my piss. It's two and a half
0: minutes. <laughs> I timed my piss. It is one minute and thirty-five <laughs> seconds and two milliseconds. Sorry. So I'll
1: be back here in two point five minutes because I need to wash my hands.
0: And I need to walk back. Yeah. And me- if I'm back a millisecond later, find me
1: find me yeah like (laughs) what the fuck yeah so this friend even recalled that at her 30th birthday party bob made gail sit on his lap and feed him his dinner and anytime she tried to offer gail her own seat she would say no and would give her this look like she didn't want to cross him is how she would describe she described wait so this this is a friend's 30th birthday yes oh no, this is her friend's 30th birthday party and this man is like no come sit on my lap you feed me my dinner
0: Mm, 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 yeah mm, 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 mm. Uh i won't even sit on my partner's lap in my own home if someone else's home
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like i uh, yep what
1: and everybody there was like weirded out by this
0: hello anyway
1: and like obviously the friend was very weirded out by this and kept trying to offer to be like could you all stop? Because this is fucking. And also, weird. just
0: it, just inherently, like that's very big PDA, and I'm like,
1: yeah, that's a lot. Also, the like, the feeding him his own dinner. I'm like he's a grown man; he got two hands. Sorry, so
0: he, he feed fed he fed you. So now all of a sudden, he's incapable of feeding himself.
1: Yeah. And Hello. I'm like, well, he wouldn't let you eat your own dinner and feed yourself. Why do you need to feed him now? Why is also why. I, I don't like being fed or feeding other people. I, why, I eat
0: very fast. And like, you know me, like I eat faster than mm-hmm. you do. Like I eat very fast mm-hmm. and like, don't try to, I, I, listen, bitch. No, don't try nah. to slow me down. Get out of my way. <laughs> Get out of my way. I'm fucking racing. I want to be my personal best.
1: <laughs> I time my shits and I time my, <laughs> my My piss takes two
0: minutes, takes a minute and 20 seconds and three milliseconds. My shits take an hour and 50 minutes and two, two seconds and five milliseconds. Me eating? Two milliseconds, done. done. I'm trying to, get, <laughs> get I'm trying to get to a millisecond and a half, bitch. <laughs> like it, that's not no. what this is. Like
1: <laughs> it's so weird. I like,
0: and I, I'll, I'll yeah. like. It, I feel like there is something romantic about being like, oh, like here I'm having ice cream. Like try some. Yeah. Like or here's like you know mm-hmm. stupid like, like spaghetti like lady in the tramp yeah. shit like that. Like that's cute.
1: Yeah. In your in your,
0: when you're by your yourself. Your private time. <laughs> don't. I'm not gonna come to your birthday party <laughs> with my girlfriend and be like, hey.
1: Feed and you did it at cake. my birthday dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you give me my birthday dinner? On my birthday dinner with a birthday cake? I'm my birthday, birthday dinner and a birthday present? On my birthday? Oh, it's a birthday present. Clash! <laughs> 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 don't feed your Don't feed your girlfriend or your partner when you're with other people. Yeah. It's fucking weird.
1: This whole incident is so weird. And anyway. what I think is also very telling is the she kept giving her friend this look yes. like I'm too frightened to stop doing this and, thing he's telling me to do and
0: all women or even all afab people yep. know the look
1: where look, and it, yeah. it was a
0: tiktok trend while yep. where i was like he's cute help me or he's annoying yeah and every single one i got every single one right because i can look yep. at you right now and be like and you know i'm like yep. oh fuck that person's weird yeah you know what I mean? or like
1: I it's like yeah i look at you from across the room multiple times be like men are annoying mm-hmm. i feel really bad i was talking to someone the other day and i like i don't mean to shit on all men
0: no they're totally
1: fine no they're not some of them but like i find it really hard sometimes to listen to some men talk or just like talk about some things like i feel bad but like i don't care about your nfts why are you even still talking to me about it i don't know what it is (laughs) i don't want to know don't talk to me about the stock market it's made up i don't care first of all money
0: is fake money is fake men are real men need to just get a yeah. fucking hobby because mm-hmm. here's my thing i'd rather sit i listen i my girlfriend sat and listened to me talk about my embroidery for two hours the other night mm-hmm. walking me through how walk i walked with her how i did everything and how mm-hmm. i chose the thread and how i did this and how the stitches look this that and the other and she was like wow that was interesting you know because i was talking about something of substance yeah you know what i wasn't talking about the stock market yeah video games i can, just- can hold on i'm gonna pause real- you unlocked a fucking demon yeah. bitch once you yeah. once you made that comment you unlocked a fucking demon bitch i've been holding this shit the Ew. fuck back yeah don't talk to me about your fucking video games yeah i don't care don't uh, you know and here's my thing i will be supportive like let's yeah. say let's say the person i'm dating and plays video games oh my god like i beat yeah. my new high score congrats cool. that's awesome it's kind of like me yeah. being like hey i read two books in 12 days that's awesome mm-hmm. good good job for you yeah. what i don't want to hear is a detailed play by play every fucking time.
1: Especially no. when I don't understand or know what's happening. If I didn't ask, don't tell me. You know what? You can
0: talk to me about Minecraft, mm-hmm. Sims, and Stardew Valley.
1: And that's it. Yeah. Uh, like, I, literally, I just have to look at someone and be like, cool. You, like, that's we, nice. We, if we you tur- keep doing this, I'll talk for two hours about my horoscope and i'm gonna be, wait okay and i'm gonna be more annoying and gonna be like you made me mad in my dream
0: you know <laughs> like, what women and people who and, yeah. and non-binary people listen I'm, I'm i have a mission for all of y'all mm-hmm. listen next time a man is yeah. annoying about talking about something talk about your horoscope
1: also i want to start memorizing more of them kyle prue on tiktok mm-hmm. does a series that is literally called uh ways to piss off men love it um everything he does is incredible Love it. and says like the funniest thing i don't oh i don't remember like all of the ones that he has been doing but it's so fucking funny to me some of the things that he says that they're like so aggravating mm-hmm. oh god there was one that i couldn't stop fucking laughing about i like laughed about it for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. Oh, it was something to do with music and like the type of men that are like name three songs or whatever. Or, like they're like that lecture you that like the Beatles is the best thing I in the hate world, that. and I'd be like, oh yeah, lyrically this is great. It reminds me a lot of Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, <gasps> yes, I love like it. That. Or like, or you know, really I've annoying. seen people
0: be like, oh, like when people show on like people go people go to Taylor Swift concert, or a Harry mm-hmm. Styles concert, be like, oh, how was that sport game you went to though?
1: Yeah, y- you ball. know how I
0: have a Harry Styles poster. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, Giants room you have? The room yeah. you have. The room for yes. the cowboys. The room for oh, the eagles.
1: The one that I also liked, he was like, oh, that's a, that looks like a really cute outfit. Yes. Yeah. I
0: love that. Like mm-hmm. being
1: like, oh, my I God. Love it. I love that. It's such a I cute love your outfit. little outfit.
0: <laughs> that's such a cute little outfit. Do you put do you put play into that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. So, we're Okay. So yes. we're also a lot of tangent. We haven't recorded in a hot minute. And also, this is the first time in like two or three weeks we've been like actually mm-hmm. with each other. So room. I apologize. It's going
1: to be a lot of nonsense.
0: <laughs> we're already half an hour in it. We've only been about, what, two pages in?
1: Not even. Get (laughs) ready, bitches. Despite the concerns her sister and friends had had, the pair married on August 29th, 1982. Mm. So as time went on, Gail began to disclose horrifying moments within her marriage to her sister so elaine even remembers things that he would control things like he would control the way that gail would dress and every mm. last thing that she did I Hate that she couldn't even turn on a light or reach for the light switch without him grabbing her hand with, and then with his other hand turning off the switch himself like literally she would go to reach to turn off a light switch he would take her hand put it back and then he would do it what the fuck yeah like so you want a doll
0: You want something to just hang around. Basically. Jesus fucking Christ. That's like, this is a level of control I haven't seen in a hot minute. That's insane.
1: I can't even begin to understand, like, how? Jesus Christ. How would you want? I don't even know. But so in 1983, Gail reported that Robert had found her outside on the balcony of their apartment smoking a cigarette. Mm -hmm. He apparently really hated smoking because he Mm -hmm. was a doctor. However, this... So fucked up. So he, literally he walked out to her. So she was like in the process. She was like going through her graduates program was super stressed out mm-hmm. was outside on the balcony smoking a cigarette alone. He walked into their apartment saw her doing this ran out and onto the balcony literally like jumped out on the balcony and then choked her into unconsciousness. And brought her back using his medical knowledge.
0: Oh my fucking god! Wait, okay, mm-hmm. stop. That is a whole nother level of yeah. fucked up. Mm-hmm. When I, mm, I fe- oh my god, that is. It reminds me of like there's like a, like the angel of death that like yeah. people, like the nurses who like will mm-hmm. poison people to save yeah. them. Like obviously different situation, mm-hmm. but like yeah. Oh my god, yep. he, and her. he and that's terrifying. And i yeah. sorry. Side note, no. I think abusers who are in the medical field are even more t- like. Yes. I think they're. Even more terrifying know. if not they're how do I phrase it, They're as terrifying, if not more terrifying, than than abusers who are in law enforcement or the military. Because their access to weapons and shit, but medical people they have so much They, they know how, how to hurt you, you without leaving a fucking mark. Yes.
1: And like, or ugh. they know how to prolong this, yes. they know how to bring you back, do it all over again. Jesus. They know Yep. He literally choked her into unconsciousness because she was smoking a cigarette and then did CPR and brought her back.
0: Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. Yep.
1: So she did file a police report about this, but nothing was done. Of course not. Because this is her husband, and this was the 1980s.
0: Because, you know, husbands have a right to do whatever they... Because women are property. Duh. Yeah. It's
1: just a woman. It's just a woman's. It's just a woman's. Who cares about them? Exactly. So another time she had called... This is going to be very upsetting, especially to us, so... Mm-hmm. Forewarning about animal abuse. Oh, no. So,
0: Stop. You're going to make me cry. I'm already emotional. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. This upset me a lot. Okay. So,
1: another time, she had called her sister hysterically and confided in her that Robert had threatened to kill her cat and has gone as far as attempting to drown the cat in the toilet.
0: I literally have tears in my eyes right yeah. now. Like, Yep. as someone who mm-hmm. has a pet that mm-hmm. was almost taken from me by mm-hmm. someone who was abusive yep um that yeah. is a whole nother level of a of, of fucked up to me yeah like that is something that i i don't i would rather have someone strangle me and kill me than touch my cat
1: yeah and
0: that's stupid to say i know a lot of people like because we have this debate at work all the time like people won't leave their abusive relations because of their pet but it's a fact like people yeah. will not the fact that I mean, how many times when we were in our mm-hmm. shitty abusive roommate relationship, yeah. we both stayed here yes. together because, because we were we like had
1: nowhere else to go. Nowhere we could bring our cats mm-hmm. like it is a thing. And I never will. I will never look down on someone for it. And a lot mm-hmm. of shelters are trying to figure out grants and ways to make it so mm-hmm. that they can help people with their pets. Because unfortunately, pets and children tend to be the easiest thing for mm-hmm. these people to attack yeah. and do harm. To yeah. get at you. And if, and, and
0: if the target, yep,
1: no, you're good.
0: Like if anyone mm-hmm. has any um, curiosity about programs like that, reach out to us. I know yes. a bunch of programs that help mm-hmm. out with grants mm-hmm. for people to board their animals while they're in DV shelters. Perfect. So just letting yeah. y'all know, um, so because it is that's possible. something that's a big thing for
1: me. Absolutely. And with the lethality assessment again it's a high it shows that this person is highly likely to kill like you i said if they one harm the, animals with
0: it's a little different like our assessment at yeah. my agency versus the one we worked mm-hmm. at together but yeah. there's five points we talk about strangulation history of violence drug and alcohol dependency mm-hmm. access to weapons and then animal abuse yep because and if i mm-hmm. see if someone takes that animal abuse i'm like oh no yeah because for me Mm-hmm. You really—it really shows who you are yeah. by how you treat children, the elderly, and animals. Yep. They're the most defenseless populations that we mm-hmm. have on Earth, and yep. the, how you treat them really shows who you are yep. as a fucking person.
1: And this is what he chose Jesus to do. Christ. And so Elaine begged her sister to leave and tried to stress the importance of how scary this is, and that Gail loved this cat. Like mm-hmm. Gail really loved this cat, which is why he did this. Mm-hmm. She. Basically, like, she had told her sister, like, this cat was her life, like, all of that, things it's, like that.
0: And and us as cat people, mm-hmm. we, know, we know, like, we Pigeon understand. is your son. Like, Powder my is baby. my baby. Like, mm-hmm. I would rather take a bullet to the chest yeah. than have – I stepped on yeah. Noodle's tail the other day, mm-hmm. and he whimpered, and I cried about it for yeah. two hours.
1: Because like they're just – they're tiny, innocent babies. Yeah. She loved this cat, and her sister even pointed that out. Be like, you love this cat. Mm-hmm. you. Sh- this person tried to drown your cat. You should not be with them, but Gail said that she would rehome her cat for the sake of saving their relationship. Oh my
0: god! And I like, and I'm not blaming Gail. No. I'm not trying to victim blame, but like, yo, like, I get
1: it to some degree. She wanted to save the cat, and she was afraid this would happen again. But like this sentence, why Gail said she would do this, like, broke my heart. She directly told her her sister, "We're gonna get rid of the cat, and then everything's gonna be fine because now he's gonna believe that I love him." So, I... yeah. Elaine attempted to point out that if he could hurt her pet, he could hurt her. And she told her that she could keep him from hurting her, saying, I'm smart. I'm loving. My love will cure. This is going to work out. After this, Gail made Elaine promise not to tell their parents about the fear uh, she had within their marriage or any of these kinds of incidents, which Elaine did keep that secret. And she regrets it. She. That said later she regrets it. Terribly. I'm like sitting here
0: like tearing up about this. And mm-hmm. I, it's funny that like this is the second episode in a mm-hmm. row that I've, I've teared yeah. up during and I don't cry a lot. You know me. Yeah. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: the fact that she was like, I'm I a can... loving person. No. I, my love can fix him. Yeah. I have been in so myself. I have mm-hmm. been in so many situations where I'm like, my love will make everything OK. Mm
1: hmm
0: it is not on you no it is not your responsibility to fix someone who is broken it's not
1: your love that's going to stop someone from hurting you or hurting other people or animals or anything else if they want to hurt or if they do cause hurt it's because there's something wrong inside of them and the amount of love that you give them is not going to change Mm -hmm. that and no but it just it broke my heart to think like she literally was so broken down And was such a loving, caring person that she directly said that she would continue in this abusive, scary relationship because she thought that she could love him enough for him to stop hurting her.
0: It gives me the same vibe as um, last episode we talked about Gabriel Fernandez. Him Mm -hmm. being like, giving his mom that coupon book, being like, I'll be good for a day. Yeah. Like, it sounds very much like a child being like, if I clean up my room, daddy won't hit me. If I clean Mm -hmm. up my room, like, I'll be okay. Like.
1: Even this, though this person should never be hurting you in the first like, place. Like, this is not...
0: Mm-hmm. No. No. Like, it's...
1: <sighs> yeah. but,
0: Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. you make me fucking like,
1: teary-eyed. Hurt. Shit. So, after this incident, Gail made Robert go to therapy for the sake of their relationship. He did go for a brief period of time, but frighteningly, the therapist that he was seeing sent a letter to Gail advising her to leave as he was concerned that Robert would kill her holy shit directly in the letter called robert psychotic
0: the fact that okay and Mm -hmm. and we both know like even in the field that we work or i work in like Mm -hmm. we both know how i mean even we share a therapist how many times has has our mutual Mm -hmm. therapist said to one of us being like oh like you know i can't talk about what this person said but like but like i'll bring up something and she'll be like oh because you
1: brought up now i can talk about it yeah confidentiality is such Mm -hmm. a big deal in that field but he broke Patient confidentiality, which I'll kind of go into, like, the law that it's not... Mm-hmm. It wasn't illegal for him to do this. But he broke confidentiality to warn her of her physical safety Jesus. because he was that concerned. This was a man who l- knew this guy's private mm-hmm. thoughts. Therapists know the most intimate mm-hmm. parts of you. If For any person that like if they say that their therapist does not know the true them then you're not being honest with your therapist no. or like that's not the therapist for you mm-hmm. i can tell you right now my therapist knows me better than any person on. The I, I can mm-hmm. tell you
0: right now my therapist right mm-hmm. now yeah. no, like you said knows me better than anybody she knows mm-hmm. me inside and fucking out she yes. knows my reaction to i literally will say something and i've been seeing her for like two years now like i'll, I'll say yeah. something to her and she'll be like you i got you reacted like this and i'm like mm-hmm. yo
1: yeah because like that's how, what good therapists mm-hmm. do they know and because if you trust them you know the most in- they know the most intimate parts mm-hmm. of you you and that is your thoughts your mm-hmm. feelings how the world around mm-hmm. you impacts you mm-hmm. so this doctor knew the most intimate parts of this man and his thought process and is like mm-hmm. this man is psychotic and he's going to kill you that's fucking crazy you need to leave insane yep so He the therapist attempted to explain to her that he thought it was incredibly possible that Bob would hurt or even kill her. He directly said the more trivial the incident, the more dangerous the person Mm -hmm. attempting to explain to her that something as small as smoking a cigarette resulting in him attacking and strangling her equated to him being an extremely dangerous person. Yeah, definitely. And that's true. Yeah. If they're having a hairpin trigger where they could literally almost kill you over something that small, Mm -hmm. they are a dangerous person. Agreed. Completely agreed. Yep. So Gail, however, did not heed the advice of the therapist and told her loved ones that she was going to school for psychology so she knew what to look for. She would be fine.
0: The amount of people that I have... Talk to that Mm -hmm. say stuff like that and even I have friends who are in the field currently who Mm -hmm. are in abusive relationships who just got out of them like Mm -hmm. I mean even myself fuck the last relationship I was in was so one it wasn't even abusive it was so one-sided and so like you know not good. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't even recognize that. And I was in the field for two years, for
1: half Mm -hmm. my relationship. Oh, yeah. Fuck, for fuck's sake. I live with someone. When we met, I was dating a person that was incredibly toxic to Mm. me and was a Mm. very Let's pause.
0: Emotionally abusive.
1: Yeah. Who was emotionally abusive to me. And I was working... I had been working in the field for five years. Exactly.
0: Like, we... Like, you... Just because you're in, mm-hmm. like, there was a, I watched a training recently on um, traumatic brain injury because of, or it was traumatic <laughs> brain injury and then hubo- uh, hypoxic brain injury, which are two different things oh. when it comes to, because st- traumatic yeah. brain injury, injury is more of a physical hit. Yeah. Strangulation, people think strangulation is a TB, is a traumatic brain injury. That's actually no. a hypoxic brain injury. Yeah. Because it cuts off your oxygen. Anyway, <laughs> there can be both yes. comorbid, whatever. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Part of that training was it was a woman who was through an abusive relationship herself and she trained EMS. And she knew, yeah. like, the effects of strangulation. Mm-hmm. But she almost died because of strangulation, because of her abuser. Like, mm-hmm. she saw... She trained people on how to recognize this stuff. Yeah. But she herself was almost a victim of this. Mm-hmm. Or was a victim of this. And yes. she's a survivor. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like, just because you go to school for something does not mean... I'm not shit. Like I said, yeah, make no. it very clear. I'm not shitting on Gail. And we're both sitting yes. here as survivors who Oh, yeah. Have, I don't
1: blame Gail for this... Not at all. ...in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. Sorry if you guys can hear the random screaming yes. children outside. But... I don't blame her for mm-hmm. any of this. She was beaten down, abused, yep. and had someone controlling her. As well as she was in a place where, culturally, everyone is telling her to try to make her marriage work. Yep. That it's not possible for him to be this horrible person because mm-hmm. he's a doctor. And also because she genuinely... she tr- Nobody wants to think that they're in these situations. Nobody yep. wants to feel this way nobody wants to be a victim which is also why i get very annoyed and get on my soapbox a lot of like this victim mentality that everybody in society now Mm -hmm. wants to be victims or something nobody wants to be a victim no nobody makes himself into a victim and nobody wants to be a victim of anything but people who have been victims of these things they don't want to think they are or they don't want to think things are as bad as they are because our brains are trained to minimize and to think that we could survive any situation. Yep. It's a survival mechanism to try to say that things aren't as bad as they are. Yep. Because if we dealt with that, we wouldn't be able to survive. Well,
0: and here's the thing. And who wants to deal with that shit head mm-hmm. on? No. Who wants to deal with it? How many times? Like, I mean, for fuck's sake. Like, even us as people who mm-hmm. are, you know, not really in... i am not We're no. both not in abusive relationships anymore. But, like, even us. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to deal with the shit we have to... No. Like, even just basic shit like money and, like, you mm-hmm. know, that type of shit. Like, that's... Yeah. No.
1: no. You know what I mean? It's too difficult. So... Mm-hmm. But as time went on, she did explain to her sister that they had been fighting more and more and that she was extremely lonely and did feel fearful in the house and had even begun sleeping fully clothed. I hate that. Yeah. Like thinking she needed to run out. I think it's the same.
0: I had a client one time who was like, I Mm -hmm. sleep with my shoes on. Yeah. In my bedroom locked with the door locked. She literally slept with her door locked and the window Mm -hmm. unlocked so she could hop out the window with her shoes on if she needed to. Yeah. Like that's insane.
1: Yeah. I heard way too many people say things like that but yeah. that's the place that she was in that she was literally sleeping fully clothed prepared to have to flee at any moment Jesus fucking Christ! so then around the 4th of july in 1985 gail had met up with her old friend and had began uh, that friend from the birthday party mm-hmm. and had told her that she was unhappy and that she want she was going to leave bob Mm-hmm. She brought the paper and had began looking through the real estate section, saying mm-hmm. that to her friend that she was going to find her own place. Okay. So around this time, Gail had been saying similar things to her sister as well, telling her that the marriage was over and that she had begun to date some other people and was intending on divorcing Robert. Okay. She's allowed to do that. Yes. Yes. She is allowed to do that. If you are intending to separate or are trying to be in the process of separating, you can move on. And I will never blame a victim of DV for dating other people. And
0: here's like and that. here's my thing. And there's, and this is something that actually... I don't condone cheating. No. But... This is something that, I, that yeah. you said recently mm-hmm. when I was going through my breakup that really... And I've been using mm-hmm. it a lot for work actually yep. is no one gets to judge you for how you heal what someone else broke. Yep. I... People could look at my relationship I'm in mm-hmm. now and be like, you were with someone for four years and engaged and mm-hmm. you moved on within a month. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. But... No one gets to judge me for how I pick up what pieces he broke. Yeah. No one gets to judge Mm -hmm. Gail for how she picks up pieces that Robert obliterated. Exactly. No one gets to judge anybody.
1: She's allowed to do that. When you are in a loveless, abusive, terrifying marriage that you are lonely, that you have been isolated and felt so alone, it makes sense to want to go out and meet other people. At this point,
0: how long have they been together?
1: Um, They married, I think, in 82. 82. And yeah. it's 85, so
0: three, three years. But that's only three years still. Yeah.
1: In three years, he's managed to choke her into unconsciousness, tried to kill her cat, has threatened her...
0: To a therapist, yes. essentially.
1: Liter- yeah. And a therapist no. has literally told her, this man is going and to And here's her. my thing. And, you know,
0: there is there is an aspect of, especially mm-hmm. as a, as an advocate, like, you know, having to talk to clients and be like, hey, just make sure, you know... Re- yeah. We talk about red flags and we talk about, you know, mm-hmm. being toxic and another go, yeah. g- jumping into another of relationship, but... It's okay to go and seek other love because you didn't get that in this relationship or this marriage. So there's no judgment with us when it comes to that. So
1: I'm not judging her whatsoever, Mm -mm. and I don't think anybody else should. Mm -mm. Obviously, other attorneys, uh, defense attorneys, are going to do that later, but Mm -hmm. I'll leave Mm -hmm. that yelling for another time. Mm Mm-hmm. But So her sister was worried but asked what her plan was given Bob's abuse and she stated that she had kept the letter that the therapist wrote and said that if he wouldn't divorce her, that letter could ruin his career so he would have to let her go. I mean, smart woman. She had a plan. she She knew she knew that he was dangerous and it Mm -hmm. was good that she kept this letter Mm -hmm. so on July 7th 1985 neighbors beneath the barren bombs said that they heard loud fightings for hours that day until suddenly the noise just stopped Mm. so however that day Gail was nowhere to be found At first, Bob told the police that she had simply just gone to Central Park to sunbathe, Mm -hmm. and he even went as far as calling her friend Denise, the one from the birthday party, Mm -hmm. and asking her how much longer uh, Gail would be with her. Denise was absolutely flabbergasted as she had not seen Gail that entire day, and to her knowledge, Gail had returned home the last day that they saw each other around July 4th uh, Mm -hmm. when they had that talk about her leaving and everything. Mm -hmm. So it was at that moment that denise knew that her best friend had to be dead Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she was like no he is calling me because he has killed her yeah and he's trying to get away with it
0: yeah makes sense
1: so her sister elaine was thinking the exact same thing uh that she was when he called her and said and told her and gail's parents said that gail had not returned home So Bob continued to tell the police about the sunbathing story until he finally changed his story and admitted that they had had a fight and that she had stormed out of the apartment. Mm -hmm. So he claimed that he waited at the house for her until about 5.30 p.m. but then left for a family member's birthday party in New Jersey. So during this time, Bob was downright unhelpful during the start of the investigation and would not help them at all. And his family was no better as they started accusing Gail of being severely mentally ill and saying that she probably just left or perhaps she had, a dru- she had died in a drug deal gone wrong. Uh, she had no history no, of substance use. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I hate abusers, family. If your family member is abusive recognize it yep fucking isolate them like yeah. make cut them off mm-hmm. Get, call the police on them yeah i don't give a fuck i love my brother mm-hmm. if some shit came out where he was abusing his girlfriend yeah. you're done you're Dead fucking done yep. how dare you how mm-hmm. fucking dare you defend an abuser yep. absolutely not no
1: <clears throat> yep but that's exactly what they were doing So her sister was absolutely furious with these accusations as her sister was not a drug user and her sister's therapist said that she was extremely healthy at the time that she had disappeared and was not struggling with illness or thoughts of suicide. Mm
0: -hmm. Which is a big change in how it was before.
1: Exactly. Gail had had a history of this, but she had none of that happening Mm -hmm. at that time that Mm -hmm. she had disappeared. So it was a completely baseless accusation. So oddly telling, but during this time of the initial searches for Gail, Bob was not only not upset about his wife being missing, but he was actively partying in the Hamptons and was said to be wooing several women. Mm
0: -hmm. Which I'm not fucking shocked. Like Mm -hmm. I literally had a client who had the same abuser in the Mm -hmm. shelter who got this other girl, this other girl pregnant while his, while his victim was in the shelter two months after she fled. And like I'm not oh, fucking yeah. shocked
1: because women are property. Yes,
0: because women,
1: women, women are
0: just body with vagina.
1: Exactly, we're just walking vaginas. So like that's it.
0: That's it, guys. Like nope. sorry, this mm-hmm. is we're not podcast hosts. We're, we're just vaginas, vaginas that talk. <laughs> yeah, and. You know, yeah, that's how that that's how women work,
1: basically. So that's exactly what Bob here was doing. So unfortunately, during all this investigating, they still were not finding a body and there were no signs that Gail was alive and well anywhere either. So, however, in May of 1989, a torso washed up in Staten Island.
0: Oh, no. So, since
1: at this time DNA was in its infancy, they, were, they weren't they were able to do any real tests against the torso um, with De- Gail's DNA to confirm identity. So, mm-hmm. instead, at that time, the only thing they had to use was to use x-rays to confirm that the torso was similar to what that of Gail's would have been. Mm. So Elaine was convinced that this was her sister, and after the torso was released to the Katz family, they had the torso buried as her. Mm-hmm. So in 1990, five years after, uh, after five years of living in New York without Gail, Bob decided to move to Las Vegas to escape the accusations of murdering his wife. Mm-hmm. So while there, he began dating a chiropractor named Dr. Stephanie Youngblood. Mm-hmm. So she said that in their first year that they were dating, the relationship was perfect. They went to black-tie medical events, took ski trips, and the pair both joined a medical team where that would fly doctors out to Mexico to treat underprivileged kids. Mm. And she was smitten with him ever since their first date where he took her flying over Las Vegas. Mm. Over time, however, things started to change. So for the majority of their the early part of their relationship, Dr. Youngblood had no idea about Gail or that he had ever even been married before until one day she saw luggage in his apartment and the tags on them said the name Gail katz Baronbaum. Mm. So she asked who this was as he had never talked about Gail before and finally Bob disclosed that he had been married before. Mm. He said that his wife had disappeared and that he didn't like to talk about it. <sighs> I don't like that. Uh, Same. So he basically asked that because of his feelings and reputation. He asked Stephanie to not talk about his wife and slash or to keep his previous marriage under wraps. As he explained to her, he had been cleared as a suspect by the police department. That doesn't mean shit. Nope. And I love when people say that I've been cleared. No, you haven't. Until there's been a conviction. No, No, you have not. So she claims that the way he had explained this reasoning was, and how charming he was when he had asked, she said his answers he gave at the time seemed perfectly reasonable and she believed and respected his wishes, Mm -hmm. which I understand given who Bob is as a person. I'm sure he was very manipulative in this situation and told her all of the crazy making things Mm -hmm. that abusers do to convince you that their behavior is normal Mm -hmm. when it's far from it. Yeah, no. So however not long after this she had begun to see the more controlling side of Bob when only a year and a half into the relationship he persistently proposed to her but she continuously rejected the proposals as she did not want to have kids and he was insistent that he Mm. that that was something that he wanted. Mm. so as well as twice he erupted into anger in front of others the second time being when a small bit of wine had spilled on him at a restaurant that he literally like erupted and nearly physically attacked her in a restaurant jesus
0: fucking christ over
1: wine so after this she gave him the ultimatum that he needed to see a a therapist for their relationship to continue Mm. which he did However, this therapist that he saw this time then came to Stephanie privately and told her that she needed to leave the relationship (gasps) for her own safety. Damn.
0: So this is the second therapist. second
1: fucking time. Holy shit. Second time a therapist has done this. And with this warning, Stephanie did leave. Good. Good for her. So after their breakup, Bob had dated several women and proposed to many of them, sometimes even after only short periods of time that he had been dating them. how abusers are. Yep. So... However, many of these relationships would fall apart due to very similar reasons. But in 1996, after a short time of dating, Bob married Dr. Janet Shallett, um, who First of
0: all, can I pause real quick? Yeah. First of all, we have Katz, we have Youngblood, and Shallot. What are fucking su- 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 cool fucking last names? I know,
1: right? Like, well, these fucking damn, doctors. Right? Anyway. I'm still so sad. Gail would have been a great psychologist. Right? Dr. 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 Katz? Katz? Hell that yeah. Great. But Dr. Janet Shallot, who was a local gynecologist. So not long after the pair had had a daughter together, they moved to Manat. I think that's... How, how we you spell- it? Well, I watched a documentary and they kept spe- saying it Manat or or Manoit or something like that. It, mm. To me, I look at the word and I think it should be pronounced Manoy, mm-hmm. like the French, because um, mm. it's M-I-N-O-T. Manoit mm. um, or Manat, North Dakota. Mm. Okay.
0: So at so this point he's been in he was with Gail in New York, yep. he was with Stephanie, right, yep. in Vegas. Las Vegas, and then he was with this new girl in North, North Dakota. Dakota. Okay. Yep. So Which also moving states because yes. crossing state lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And he keeps trying to outrun all of these yep. accusations. So they mostly had moved to North Dakota for Janet's continued education, but also for Bob to once again outrun his reputation mm-hmm. as the fucking asshole that he yep. is. So At first when they moved, Bob once again was very much an outcast in the community due to his awkwardness with patients. Mm -hmm. And however, opposite from his time in New York when he was often sloppy in appearance, after his years of living in Las Vegas, he often wore designer suits and clothes, which in a tiny town Mm -hmm. made him stand out quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So as well as he would be very dodgy whenever and would become really weird any time that people would ask him about his life history... But that changed after he became a local hero, after he performed life-saving reconstructive surgery for a local boy who had been bit in the face by a tiger at the zoo.
0: Okay. Like I said, bad people can do good things.
1: Exactly. So this is exactly that moment. He is Mm -hmm. a bad person who did a good thing, or multiple good things. He would go Mm -hmm. to Mexico and would do reconstructive surgery for kids with cleft palates. And he did life-saving reconstructive surgery from a child that was attacked Mm -hmm. by a tiger at a zoo. I'm not going to go into my Tiger King rant, but stop fucking doing these things. Stop letting children near wild fucking animals. Yeah. But so, unbeknownst to Bob, one of the detectives from the original case was retiring and decided to revisit some of his unsolved cases with the intention of closing a few before he left. Mm-hmm. So Gail's case always bothered him, so he decided to reopen the case. So in 1998, they exhumed the torso that had been buried as Gail's to test uh, the DNA to see if it what was year a match. Was this 98.
0: Oh, wow. So like 13 years. Yeah. Damn.
1: Yeah. So unfortunately for her family, the torso that they had laid to rest as hers was tested and was conclusively proven to not be a match for (gasps) Gail. Oh, fuck. Yep. It was not Gail's body. Yeah. So with this now reopening her family's old wounds and proving to them that not only uh, had Gail never gotten justice, but they also had never even been found. She never had even been found. Damn. So this detective then sought out to get answers. Mm -hmm. So he began to re-interview everyone involved. He even flew out to North Dakota to interview Bob himself. Damn. So he even interviewed Dr. Youngblood and found more patterns of domestic violence within Bob's relationships. Mm -hmm. So while digging around, he also found that Bob had rented a plane on the day that Gail had disappeared.
0: Oh, I don't like that shit.
1: However, Bob had attempted to try to doctor the flight log and tried to make it look like he had gone on the flight the day after she disappeared, rather than on the day that she had disappeared. Oh, no, bitch. No, no, no. But again, with no, bo- no body to be found, the reinvestigation fizzled out again. Mm-hmm. So the detective, however, didn't give up and continued to tell folks involved that he would like to speak to them. So eventually, an old girlfriend that Bob had dated just after Gail went missing came forward for interview and told the detective that not long after her disappearance, Bob was spending the night at her home and had gotten a call in the middle of the night from Port Authority police saying that they found a person at the bus at the bus station that they thought could possibly be Gail and asked for him to come down. So, however, instead of rushing right down to meet the police, he told them that he would have to call them back and hung up. Then he looked at her and told her, I doubt it's Gail, leaving her to believe that perhaps he had reason to believe that Gail would not be found, slash, would not be found alive. Mm. So although most of the evidence police admitted was circumstantial, they brought the case to the DA's office and decided to pursue. So in the year 2000, the grand jury indicted for a charge of murder in the second degree and decided that they would proceed with trial without a body. 15 years later. 15 years later. Shit. And in 2000, where it is... Very, very hard, even today, yes, to, to, to try to cases without a body. Without a body. Mm-hmm. It can happen,
0: but it's very it's very
1: rare. rare. Yes. So the prosecution claimed that Bob had murdered his wife, transported her to the airfield, and then rented a plane in New Jersey and pushed her out over the water.
0: You know what? When you said that, that mm-hmm. was my first fucking thought.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's what they thought had happened. So jury members, however, were hesitant to agree with this, as many thought it would be difficult to drive a plane and push someone out at the same time. So to assuage these concerns, prosecutors had police film a demonstration on if it was possible and the film reenactment worked well, as it was able to show that there were at least two separate ways that that could be done. So the defense, however, made claims that perhaps Gail was to blame for her own disappearance, claiming that perhaps her mental illness had caused her to run away or perhaps even take her own life. Mm. So at trial, they discussed that before Gail had started dating Bob, she had been hospitalized after an attempted suicide. So claiming that perhaps she wasn't murdered, but that maybe that she had just succeeded in taking her own life. No, 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 yeah, no, no, Yeah, no, in no, a no, way no. that made it so no one could find her body and that she left Absolutely no note not. or nothing for any of her family members or loved ones who cared so much about yeah, her. Yeah, okay, sure. Okay, sure. Sure, Jan, Sure. Sure. So Gail's sister Elaine, however, refuted this and on the stand after she had had proof from Gail's psychologist um, before she had went missing that she was not mentally ill and had no thoughts of self-harm. So they also theorized that maybe Gail had fallen into drugs and that that had caused her to leave. But where was the history of this, though? There was none. So, like, this is the the defense? Yes. Of course it is. Of course. What an asshole. But So one of the theories that they proposed... Or that was perhaps Gail was still alive or that she had left because she was having an affair. Okay, sure, but sure. she could leave her marriage without falling off the face of the earth. Yeah,
0: right? Like, especially with her friends yeah. and family who are un- inseparable.
1: Hello? Yep. And yes, she was making plans to leave this person. But why is it that no one's ever seen her again? Right? Hello? Okay. Riddle me that there, Batman. But All right. <laughs> So, Gail did admit that her sister, before she had disappeared, uh, was intending to leave Bob mm-hmm. and that she had began to go on dates before her disappearance, but that Gail would not have just left and never spoken to her family again. Exactly. That's the weird part. It makes no sense like, to me. No, like, that's not how that fucking works. People leave their marriages all the time. Yeah. They don't just, like, fall off the face of the Thank earth you. never to be seen exactly. again. The fuck? Okay, but so Gail was planning to leave, but she was planning to do it in a way where she was still in contact with everyone. Mm -hmm. So the defense added to this argument by bringing in a witness that claimed that he saw Gail alive during the time when the prosecution claimed that Bob was dumping her body out of the airplane. Mm -hmm. So the man was a 60 year old man who was testifying that he saw her buying food at a Manhattan bagel that day. Mm-hmm. So, when the prosecutor asked why he was so sure it was Gail that he saw, he said he remembered her after all this time because he found her attractive. They asked him to elaborate. And asked if she was tall, and he said yes. They asked if she was big chested, and he said, Absolutely. That's why he remembered, because in his words, he was a legs and tits man. Oh my god. Yep. He however, this description did not match Gail at all, as she was flat as a board and only five three. Mm-hmm. Mm. So after the prosecution pointed that out. Can I just say I love yeah. the prosecution does shit like that where mm-hmm. it's like, hey. Hey. Like, oh yeah, was she like super tall? Was she like buxom blonde? Like all of these crazy mm-hmm. things. Be like well this is a picture of her She's an A cup She's brunette And she's short as shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it Love it Are you sure? It'd be like someone looking at someone being like yeah. So Tori So
0: you mean she's Blonde Skinny mm-hmm. as fuck And no mm-hmm. tattoos Yeah definitely yep. This is a picture of this she's, bitch
1: She's tan She's long legged She's 6'2 two. <laughs>
0: like She is a pale 5 foot 1 redhead
1: I will not comment <laughs> <laughs> But this description didn't match her at all. And then the Mm -hmm. prosecution was like, this is a picture of Gail. You stupid fucking bitch. It's clearly not who you saw. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay. Love it. So after that, the prosecution wanted to show the history of domestic violence that Bob had had, especially with Gail. Mm. So they were able to bring up when he had strangled her into unconsciousness. However, they had difficulties bringing in the therapist's letter that had warned her to leave. Mm. So due to Tarasoff versus Regents of the University of California, it was not admissible to read the letter in the court due to patient physician privilege. Oh,
0: fuck, dude. It's like mm-hmm. the same like spousal privilege and like yep. lawyer Yo.
1: So this law states that it does not go against privilege to warn the person that is potentially in danger and that physicians do have a duty to use their knowledge to protect, but it is against privilege to read that warning in court. So technically your therapist, if they think that you could harm yourself or someone else, they can directly warn the person that you are claiming to harm. Or they can go to the police. However, after that, they're not allowed to speak on it. That is
0: so fucked up. Like, and, mm-hmm. I, I, and I get it. Like, I get yeah. why they, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But also, like, yo. Yeah.
1: So basically, everyone was saying, like, this letter existed. But they were not able to read the letter. That's so mm-hmm.
0: fucking frustrating. I hate yeah. that
1: shit. So- is this going to make me mad?
0: No. Okay, good. Just making sure.
1: No. However, her wanting to leave for fear of her safety was discussed in court, as well as the history of violence with partners that he had had mm-hmm. after Gail. So, but at the end of trial, the jury deliberated, and mostly due to the reenactment, the jury came back with a guilty verdict <gasps> yes. and sentenced him to 20 years to life in prison. Fuck yeah, fuck so that So this guy. is extremely rare yes. that they convicted but with no body. I know. Finally, for the first Justice time ever, is served. we get to say... Justice happened. Jesus. So in 2020, Bob went up for parole. Mm -hmm. At that hearing, he finally confessed to killing Gail. He stated that he had rented a plane in Essex County in New Jersey and took a two-hour flight over the Atlantic Ocean where he dumped Gail's dismembered body. Mm. He claims that he had killed her in their apartment and then dismembered her using his medical knowledge. Not shocked. He claimed that the reason he did this was that she wouldn't stop yelling. He said that he was immature and didn't understand how to deal with his anger. Although he did finally confess, Bob was denied parole. Good. 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 So Elaine, Gail's sister, says that the man that she saw at the parole hearing is the exact same man she knew well over 40 years ago. She does not believe that he has changed and does not think he is rehabilitated. She believes that he is still unremorseful for what he did to her sister and that she thinks that Gail was just yelling at him or wasn't just yelling at him. She believes that she wanted divorce and possibly that her sister had threatened that if he didn't divorce her, Mm -hmm. that she was going to use the letter that the therapist had written calling him psychotic to the medical board to have his license revoked i
0: i i believe i believe that because yeah. we always talk about one of the most dangerous yeah. times for someone is, is when are when, when they're about to leave or when mm-hmm. the abuser finds out i always tell people because yep. i have people who are married and they're like they'll mm-hmm. call the hotline and be like should i tell him i want a divorce should i just file before i move out and i'm like move no. out first yeah just then leave. then let him know about the divorce because you let him know beforehand yeah. you are more mm-hmm. likely to be killed because you're Absolutely. no longer under his grasp if you want a divorce and
1: that's what's upsetting is like i I want so much to encourage people to be able to take their power back and to be able to mm-hmm. look that shitty person in the face and say, fuck you, I'm leaving you. Mm-hmm. But it's but really dangerous. Yes. And that's that's what Elaine thinks had happened mm-hmm. and that she does not believe that Gail was just nonstop yelling at him and that make I think like basically what he was trying to do was make her out to be the shrewish harpy woman mm-hmm. who wouldn't stop yelling at him. So he just got angry and it was just mm-hmm. a sudden spur of the moment and mm-hmm. that somehow his anger is justifiable. No, it's not. No, motherfucker, it's no. never going to be justifiable. And I don't think that Gail had any blame in that situation I think she was trying to get out and she had tried she found a way that she thought she could protect herself and genuinely make sure that she could get no. out but this person was not going to allow yep. her away I completely agree
0: yep I agree so
1: although Gail's body has never been recovered her family at least now does have justice mm-hmm. and because her family will never be able to lay her to rest they instead helped in having the Pace Women's Justice Center in New York City renamed to Gail's house in her honor so their goal is to bring awareness and resources to victims of domestic violence. So Elaine says that she feels her sister's spirit is there and that that will always be her final resting place.
0: I love that. I That literally just gave me chills. Like, <laughs> I... Love when families of victims do stuff like mm-hmm. that, like Judy Malinowski's family. They did like Judy's yeah. Law. Like I love when mm-hmm. they do shit like that. Like it just makes me. It, it sucks that it's the circumstances of why they had to do it. Yeah. But I love that they do that because yes, the, and the then- person is like the the whole reason that we do this podcast and we talk about mm-hmm. our abuse and our assaults and shit like that is because we don't want for what uh, we don't want for we don't want what we have gone through for not to be for nothing. We want to educate mm-hmm. people. There's a reason I chose to go into victim services field because I you know you know. Even if i didn't choose it initially i'm staying in the field and i want to continue i want to make a career out of this because i don't want my dv what i went through and what my friends have gone through mm-hmm. to be for nothing exactly You know what i mean like there's a reason i'm i talk about this shit so openly and it's triggering mm-hmm. for me and it's triggering yeah. for everybody else too but like it needs to be fucking talked yeah. about
1: and i want to be able to help other people be able to know they're not alone mm-hmm. that there are people out there that can help and what these things look like so that people can mm-hmm. be better able to support each mm-hmm. other and be better able to be prepared to make decisions that are wholly informed for their safety. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think that it's incredible that Gail's family is allowing a way to do that. Mm-hmm. And for one of the very, this will probably be one of the few times that we cover a case like this where mm-hmm. f- the ending is a better one, that people finally have justice, mm-hmm. that, 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 that someone is finally paying for what they did. That
0: Yeah. That and the ending th- is actually something that, that is positive and i feel like the only Mm -hmm. other case i can really think of that did that was the judy malamowski one Mm -hmm. where they made judy's law and they you know they he's still in jail he's in Mm -hmm. jail without parole you know it's one of those things that like i feel like there are very few times in dv cases where there is justice served and served in a way that helps because how many times do we see abusers Mm -hmm. get a fucking slap on the wrist for for choking somebody that's why we constantly joke
1: the it's just a woman yeah, because who like, cares about the women? Exactly. Like you can kill the one woman, but once you kill two, that's too many. You're being greedy. Come mm-hmm. on, like come on. Everyone, every man's allocated one woman to kill. Exactly. You can murder the one woman,
0: but you can't murder, can't murder more a than second one woman. That's, that's being, just
1: too many. That's
0: too much. You uh, you already took away your allotted woman. It's yeah. not fair. You
1: can't keep going. Then everybody gets to murder two, and then there's gonna be no women to murder. Exactly. Come on.
0: So yeah, Jesus, this was, I've never heard of this case, but this is one of the ones that I feel like is, I, I'm very happy how you kind of showed the progression of this control because I feel like people, a lot of times, and even like, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of this when I talk about DV cases, talking about like the big shit, like the drown, yeah. trying to drown the cat, the trying to strangle her, like mm-hmm. or the strangling her, the, you know, killing her, but I really like that you also brought up that level of control that he yes. had because- Though even though things you mentioned, they're 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 small things like him not letting her turn the light off. But they that is up. such
1: a control thing. Yeah, to the like, smallest degree. Oh my god. As well as why I thought this case was so important to talk about is that Bob continued to do this in mm-hmm. all of his relationships, even after murdering his wife. Mm-hmm. He is a domestic abuser. He is someone who was always going to be violent to every one of his partners. Mm-hmm. I hope that his wife or his second wife. And his child that he had had never had to experience those things. Do I doubt that they had happened? No. Mm -hmm. I think they probably did. However, this person has a pattern of this and was always going to have a pattern of this. Mm -hmm. One way or another, another person was going to get hurt Mm -hmm. or hurt very badly or possibly murdered again. Because it's not... Which I think is total bullshit, and I agree 100% with Gail's sister, of that this person didn't change. It's not Mm -mm. that you were young and didn't know how to control your anger. It's that you're an abusive piece of shit who has learned to better be able to get Mm -hmm. away with it over time. Mm
0: -hmm. Not that you've changed,
1: because two separate therapists had to tell different Mm -hmm. women that you were going to kill them. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and it's very, like, you know, abusers can't stop abusing Mm -hmm. abusers cannot change i you know we i know we talked about child abusers how they can you know some people can go to therapy and change Mm -hmm. like that's a different story but i'm a firm believer of once an abuser always an abuser Mm -hmm. you even if you don't even if that lays dormant in you for years yeah you could be married but there's still going to be an incident where tensions are high either you lose a job infertility a pet dies a family member dies Mm -hmm. you know someone gets cheated on that's always going to fucking be there Mm-hmm. Because once an abuser, yeah. always an abuser. And it's, I'm not saying emotional abuse. Because emotional abuse, yeah. I feel like you can, I used to be, I could I would consider myself when I was younger an emotionally abusive person. Mm-hmm. And I can recognize that. And I had a very real conversation with a lot of my partners being like, well, with yeah. my past partner and, and the girl that I'm currently dating, like, I used to be a very toxic, abusive person, not Mm -hmm. physically, but very like controlling, Mm -hmm. very possessive. But I went to therapy. I'm not that person. I'm a completely different person Mm -hmm. than four years ago. You wouldn't know me four years ago. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, who the fuck is that bitch? First of all, I looked a lot different, but also like, you know, (laughs) like I was also a very different person. I'm not the, I'm not the same person I was even two years ago, Mm -hmm. even from, I mean, you can attest to that. Even when I started the field to now, like major fucking difference, you know what I mean? Like it's. Emotional abuse is different than physical abuse, but if if someone can strangle you, they're always going to be an abuser. I don't care. Like I don't care if you if someone wants to come in our fucking comments and be like, oh well, maybe she he was pushed. Fuck no, you no. I don't give a fuck if to do that. If someone's ever strangled you, if you've ever hit somebody, somebody just because you were mad at them no in like mm-hmm. an, in, an intimate partner relationship absolutely fucking mm-hmm. not once an yeah. abuser always an abuser that's always going to fucking be there and that had to be there in the first place mm-hmm. like we said like with the handle and thing <laughs> I would never no matter how mad I got at my fucking partner mm-hmm. or my girlfriend yeah. boyfriend whatever I have never had a thought to fucking hurt mm-hmm. them granted yeah. it no I'm gonna lock it a lie and say you know yeah. I thought about pummeling my fucking abusers face in. don't get me wrong oh
1: yeah but, cool. but that
0: was that's After the abuse. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to look at someone and be like, you have a different opinion than me or you're doing something I don't like. Let me fucking strangle you. Let me fucking hit you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fucking not. I'd rather get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. Let's be quite real. I'd probably cry about it myself and then fucking be like, I'm so sorry. Like, but like, Mm -hmm. that's not in me as a person. Mm -hmm. If it's in you to hurt somebody because you're mad at them because they did something small, some minuscule, like turning off a fucking light or smoking a cigarette or doing Mm -hmm. whatever or reading something that they shouldn't have been reading, whatever. It is always in you. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And I think...
1: 100% One hundred percent. This case is very much one of those. People are going to continue to do these things if you don't stop them. Yes. And like, this is so dangerous. Domestic violence is terribly dangerous. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the individual harm it can cause in that situation, but it absolutely can. In the end, all all goal most of the time in every DV relationship is that person killing you. Mm-hmm. And
0: that is. Majority of the time, what, you know, it's either you leave and you get safe and this person gets arrested or this person goes on to abuse another person or this their original victim dies. I mean, I can't tell you how many women or how many, I want to say women, that's a broad generalization. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say how many victims have sat in front of me and said, I want to press charges. I want to get him in jail so he doesn't abuse other women. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times when people come to us, they are not the first ones this person's abused at all. And they're
1: aware of it. Oh, yeah. I sit there every day and I hope that I was the last person mm-hmm. but I know I wasn't mm-hmm. and I hope every day that the person that my abuser is with now is not abused in the way that I was I don't have a lot of hope
0: yeah that I agree. That that's
1: the case mm-hmm. but I hope every day that they've become a better person and don't hurt anybody the same way that they mm-hmm. hurt me Agreed. and I do feel I talked to therapists for years about it that I felt like it was my responsibility and that every person that gets hurt after this person that it's my responsibility mm-hmm. because I didn't go to the police sooner mm-hmm. and the police in my area didn't do anything to help mm-hmm. me or things like that like I genuinely have sat and cried in front of therapists and said that one of the reasons that I stayed with my abuser for as long as I did was because I thought well if it's happening to me then at least it's not happening to mm-hmm. anybody else
0: and I've, ha- I've, mm-hmm. I've had that experience with a lot of people I personally mm-hmm. haven't had that experience because I wasn't able to recognize my relationships as abusive in the moment Mm -hmm. but i've had a lot of clients look at me and be like i I stayed with him for so long because i wanted to make sure no one else got hurt yep and it's like and that shows what type of person not only Mm -hmm. the client is but you are as a person like people who are abused a lot of time are the most caring people in the world because they are Mm -hmm. fixers they want to make sure everyone's okay Mm -hmm. and with that being said they sacrifice themselves to do that and if you're in an abusive relationship it is not your job to make sure they don't abuse somebody that is not your job that is no. not your fault if someone breaks up if you if you leave an abusive relationship and they go on to abuse or lord forbid kill mm-hmm. another person yeah. that is not that's your. that's not fault. on you because at the end of the day you have to protect you and yes you're not you are not the end all be all to control this person this person yeah. has control of their own actions and mm-hmm. they're choosing to do this yeah. they're not doing this because of you
1: which reminds me of like I love Law & Order SVU, Mm -hmm. always have, but sometimes in episodes it really bothers me when they start bullying and trying to push a victim Mm -hmm. to testify or to help them with their investigation and be like, what if they go on to do this to someone else? Mm -hmm. It's like, but that's not their responsibility Mm -hmm. to save someone else. Mm -hmm. It is your responsibility to stop that person and also causing them more pain and trauma Mm -hmm. to try to protect someone else is not the answer. Agreed. To continuously put the victim Mm -hmm. in harm, Mm -hmm. in harm's way. It is your job to figure out Mm -hmm. another way to protect someone else it's Mm -hmm. not their job to constantly make it their responsibility to make this person Mm -hmm. stop this person should be stopped or should stop themselves
0: yeah i completely agree so i think i was actually just thinking like i know we say often like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put the links for DV resource in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I think I want to do some research and figure out how to make a link tree for us and put awesome. it in our Instagram and yeah. our Facebook. And that way you can click on it. And there's all the resources we always Facebook. talk about because mm-hmm. I feel like especially because we're drifting more towards like child abuse and mm-hmm. domestic violence and abuse cases. I want to have that stuff more readily available. And I know myself because I'm disease hashtag ADHD. <laughs> I will forget to put it in the show notes. So I think I'm mm-hmm. going to do a little research tonight and try to figure out how to do that. So look for that. I'll put, I'll make a post on Instagram about it Beautiful. when we eventually have that. Um, but yeah, you know, please let us know if we can help you guys with anything. You know, we love you guys. We want you to take care of yourselves. If this was mm-hmm. triggering for you, please take a hot bath, drink some tea, yeah. you know, have a good glass of wine, smoke a blunt. Fuck. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Like you I'm just... gonna I'm gonna go fucking roll up. Like oh, yeah. have a good time. Take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Like and Absolutely. if you are in an abusive relationship, we always say this, there is hope out there. Mm-hmm. It is not your fault. You are not alone. We are here with you. Even if it's you don't know us. I know we have a lot of followers mm-hmm. who were upwards of 500 people on Instagram mm-hmm. now. I know a lot of you are just other podcasters or you don't know us personally, but even if it's if even if you take comfort in knowing that there are two two voices on the other end of a microphone that care about you. We care about each and every single one of you. And Absolutely. every little thing that you guys ever say to us or, or support us in, we love you for that. So even mm-hmm. just following us and listening once in a while, you know, we love you guys. Because we also yeah. Have gotten enough ratings on Spotify for it to show. Yay! We have a 4.4 4 star rating. Yay! Love all of y'all. Oh, like,
1: And Piper was telling me that her best friend uh, messaged her recently and said that she loves our podcast. Love it. And Aww. I had
0: someone mm-hmm. that I was talking to before, my current girlfriend, who said that, her tech I think I sent it to you was like, yeah. she's like, You guys remind me a lot of like morbid. And I was like, That is such that a fucking compliment. So nice. Like I love, love that. Um, so you know, just with that being said, like we love all of you guys. Like, thank you so much for supporting us. And I know like, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of have been going through it a little bit and you know, we haven't been the most um upbeat sometimes in this the case we've been doing. I feel like this was yeah. a nice, this was a heavy case, but I feel like we had a lot of good, like yes. this was a lot like a lot lighter than last week's case. Oh, you my know God, what yeah. I mean? Um, um
1: that was a very yes
0: so we love you guys we appreciate you guys um look forward to more bullshit i'm not sure Mm -hmm. what episode's gonna be next it's probably gonna be something stupid because knowing us it's gonna be fucking stupid yeah because we need Um, a break
1: sometimes yeah mentally
0: and you know what we want to give you guys that break of listening to me being high as fuck and being like
1: (laughs) what celebrity is that
0: um so constantly
1: because i know way too much about celebrities for no i love i'd love to
0: have my girlfriend on the podcast as well she said she would come on because she has no ideas about celebrities either so it'd be great to have two of us idiots sitting here being like, like
1: oh i was talking to alex literally mm-hmm. yesterday and was educating him about the ariana grande situation mm-hmm. that's happening right now and he was like why do i feel like this is gonna happen all the time that i'm just gonna have to live with you like lecturing I should, me about this I stuff should get like, his number and call yeah. him
0: and be like i just want to let you know this is what it's like living yes. with this gremlin
1: yes well like this gremlin just came in and was like ariana grande's dating spongebob <laughs> and then like leaves I'm gonna, once we finish, I'm gonna ask
0: you about that because I'm curious. Yeah. Anyway, so if you wanna listen to the rest (laughs) of our bullshit, keep up with us, you can um, like us on Instagram. Look out for that link tree. Like us on Instagram at Figures in the Dark. You can like us on, you can like us on, you can retweet us. Oh, God, I haven't done this in forever. Facebook. Oh, no, Twitter first.
1: Oh. You can like us, you can retweet us, you can follow us on Twitter at Figures in the Dark, but dark spelled D R K. You can like us on, if. Twitter still exists. Oh, it's uh, X now. Sorry, it's sorry, X. X. Yeah, X. Follow us on X. Follow us on. That's fucking fuck. fuck you, Elon Musk. <laughs> um,
0: you can like us on Facebook. Send us a message. Share our page at Figures in the Dark. You can send us a. Uh, uh, that, wow, that, not- I'm sober. And I took my meds today. So I'm just running on three hours of sleep. I'm running on fucking fumes, bitch. Anyway, you can follow us. No, you can send us an email um, to our email. You can send us a case suggestion, spooky stories, um, pictures of your cats, mental health check ins at figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com. And then you can listen to us on all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts.
1: And thank you. Mm-hmm. And as always, beware the figures in the dark. All right. Bye. Bye.